The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The Volume. Greetings, good sirs, and happy Halloween. Welcome into this brand new episode of Snaps. I hope you're having a wonderful day, as we'll be talking college football here on what I hope is one of your favorite college football shows. I am T-Bob Abear. He is Aaron Murray. Aaron, how art thou on this fine October afternoon? What's going on? Live from Toledo tonight. If you need a little matching, uh, 7.30 ESPN2, uh, Buffalo at Toledo. You'll see me freezing my ass off in about 25 degrees and possible snow tonight. So Wow. Let's yeah. go, dude. Truly getting in the holiday spirit. If you're listening on podcasts, you're like, why was T-Bob talking like that to begin the show? Uh, I am in my favorite costume, a costume I use every excuse to wear. And that is my Gandalf costume. Bought it off of Etsy years ago. I'm probably up to about 30 to 40 different appearances in this thing now. For you true snaps OGs, even wore it for a couple of the post-game shows the pipe? last year. Uh, where is the pipe? That's a good Where's question. the pipe? I mean, I have my drinking war horn. I don't... Where would my pipe be? Is it somewhere, somewhere in here? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. That's disappointing. I do not have my pipe with me. I apologize, guys. Um, and to be clear, I screwed up. I forgot to let Aaron know and Aaron's in Toledo. Otherwise he'd probably be wearing his Harry Potter garb right now. Mm -hmm. Um, we got a good show planned for you today. Of course, we got to talk about Dabo Sweeney melting down. We'll also preview some games. Clemson Notre Dame will break down some of the insanity of what's going on in the big 12 and parlay that in Oklahoma, Oklahoma state preview. And then a little Washington USC at the end. Please remember y'all. The road to 8K for the boys of Snaps YouTube continues. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. Hit the like button, subscribe. Made some good headway mm -hmm. yesterday, Aaron. So shout out to all the homies for uh, all of you for getting on there and uh, 
you know, liking, subscribing, sharing with your friends, all that stuff. Heather Higginbottom, you look like you're 12. Aaron, you do have a bit of a cherubic look today. You got you got a very youthful. I look like I'm 12. Today. That's a beautiful. It's because Sharon started doing the skin routine on me. That so makes sense. Is getting you know just softer, more vibrant. Um, you re you really do look especially smooth and young today. Thank you. I, thank I, you. I don't know. I'm telling you, exactly even Sharon said that last night before I got in the punch. Like, Your skin looks good. This little skincare routine. So I have to. What is this skincare routine know. you're doing? I don't know, but it, like it peeled the shit out of my face for about two days, where I was just peeling like crazy. But I guess the bad skin cells are off. New skin cells look good. I will uh, I will share the routine with everyone if anyone Wait, so how did we not see it on snaps? You timed it up when we didn't when you weren't going to be on television or anything for 2 days? No, yeah, somewhat. I guess the bad times were when I wasn't on TV. And then okay, before I got on, ahead. I just put a bunch of lotion on and just, you know, kind of Uh, then again, I yeah. forgot. You did like SEC Saturday with Pink Eye the other day. If you can do that, you can do anything. Mm. Uh, Jackson LeMay says Aaron Murray in his twink era. I know. I mean, tell me you don't want to take that little cherubic face home with you tonight. I agree, Jackson. <laughs> Look like a babe. Uh, Go dog, T-Beard, and Aaron Stubble. Love it. Um, Greg uh, says, I'm interested in this. I'm actually interested in the routine as well, because I feel like I've been looking like a fucking mm -hmm. corpse lately. Um, Kyle Kenny, shout out to Wizard T-Bob for making Dan Enos disappear. You're welcome, Kyle. Pig suey. All right. <clears throat> Let's get into today's show. I don't think I missed anything. Um, oh, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy everyone. Halloween, everyone. Stay safe uh, yeah, we can maybe touch on a bit more of that at the end. Let's dive into the show. Um, so we're going to play about a minute. We, we've taken now. I would encourage anyone mm -hmm. who loves college football to dive into the Dabo Sweeney drama. It's fantastic. Uh, the year of coaches saying entirely too much continues as Dabo Sweeney had an incredible five-minute mm -hmm. rant on his coach's show defending himself. Yeah, decrying expectations. Talk. It's 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 really fascinating. It's like it's something that you just do not hear from these coaches who are normally so reserved, so poised. I would say go listen to the whole thing. Our wonderful producer Pat Gunther as PG has done a fantastic job of giving you kind of the core minute and a half that I think really highlights the 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 valuable talking points. So this is what we're gonna do. We're going to lit yeah look I mean Kevin says Dabo rant absolutely exceeded my expectations. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like all the group texts are talking about it. Uh my friends are talking about listening to all in the shower. Uh everybody's like oh my God dude this this is way better than anything I would have expected. Again so listen to the whole thing but we've pared it down a bit. So here is a, a caller called in Tyler, Tyler. to the coaches show and apparently went on a bit of a rant himself uh, saying, you know, Dabo, how the hell are you going to be four and four, making $11.5 million? And mm -hmm. when he was finally done, here's what Dabo had to say. I've, I've listened That's to Tyler. enough of you, Tyler. Listen, uh, you, can, you can have all your opinions that you want, all right? I don't know how old you are. Don't really care, all right? But let me tell you something. Uh, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem, to be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is ex the appreciation. The expectation is greater than the appreciation. And that's the problem. Listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want and you can apply for the job and good luck to you. All right. I used to tell people all the time they'd say, what's the difference in Clemson? Let me tell you, at, Cle at some places there's an expectation, but at Clemson, there's an appreciation. And what's happened at Clemson is is we've won so much 
that even when we, it used to be the funds and the winning. Now, even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. You, you, people like you, I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. I'm sure you've lived a perfect life. I'm sure you've never, I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. I'm sure you do your job in front. So to answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business, all right? And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off every single day. And I ain't gonna let some smart ass kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with that, I don't care, all right? I work for, for the board of trustees, the president, and the AD. And if they're tired of me leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else. But there ain't one thing in my life that I've ever failed at, Tyler. 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 So, the best is, the best is today, Dabo, in his press conference, comes up and says, hey, what's everyone wearing for Halloween? And someone said, hey, I'm going to dress up as Tyler. Just, no. Yes. Wait, somebody said that to him yeah. at the press conference? And, and he oh, laughed. Everyone oh. started dying laughing in the press conference. It was just too oh, good. Too Tyler good. from, hey, let's be clear. Tyler from Spartanburg just entered the Hall of Fame right next mm -hmm. to Sliced Bread. We got Sliced Bread. We got Tyler from Spartanburg. I wish I could remember the person who called into O's show that one time, but he obviously doesn't get it. Okay, so a couple things here. A couple things here. First, I've never quite heard Dabo like this. I've never heard him mm -hmm. cursed, right? And he talked about working his ass off, and he talked about not from, you know, I'm not going to listen to from stupid-ass kid. I can't remember exactly what he said, but basically that, right? Um, secondly, I'm a bit of a mixed bag because in the longer answer, you hear him talk about, you know, I've never failed at anything. Like, I, you know, I wanted to graduate from college. I got two degrees. I want to play football at Alabama. I got three letters. I want to be a head coach. I won national championship. And I'm kind of like, okay, like I feel you. Like, mm -hmm. F him, Dabo, speak your truth. Stand in your business. So in some ways, I kind of like Dabo defending himself. I kind of like him putting yeah. his nuts on Tyler's face and saying, okay, mm -hmm. Tyler, who are you going to get? You want me out? You want me go? Who are you going to go get? Because that's real. Like Clemson wasn't shit before Dabo came. Yeah. And if he left right now, who would you get? That mm -hmm. would make you think you were going to actually be good. The only thing that I feel like Dabo really fucks up here, Aaron, he shows a couple of fundamental misunderstandings. One's about the expectation or One's about how we're going to treat you when you make $11.5 million. But the biggest one to me, man, is he sounds like a man who wants to have his cake and eat it too. And what I mean by that, he wants the rewards of great success, the mm -hmm. money, the love, the praise, with none of the consequences. Yep. Because when you're in any business, I don't give a fuck what is, football, whatever, in any business, when you have a ton of success, expectations rise. Mm -hmm. Like, ask go ask the successful salesperson who has a record year. And then the next year, his record year becomes the quota yep. becomes his baseline. You think he's happy about it? No, he's pissed, but it is what it is. Like nobody's going to treat you like they did when you were exceeding expectations going nine and three, mm -hmm. when you've won 11 games in a row, eight, you know, what do you say? 10 games in a row, uh, 11 years in a row. Like when you've won that much, yeah, four and four is going to piss people off. Yeah. And that's just the reality situation. As you know, as, as angry as you are, the problem is not Tyler or the expectation. The problem is the fact you're four and four. Yeah. And then you look like a coach who's refusing to well, adapt it, to the times. Well, that that's it. That that, that that last part is what you hit right there, T-Bob. It's not the fact that they're four and four. And that's part of the problem. Like if you're going to have a bad year, everyone has bad years. 
hell, Nick Saban has had maybe a couple here or there where they're like a two-loss team. Like that is kind of a, a bad season for Alabama is 10-2. and two. And that's kind of the expectations of Clemson. of like, okay, if we're not going to win the ACC, if we're not going to be in the playoffs, at least we're 9-10 wins, not 4-4. Four and four. And you look at the rest of the schedule and kind of the hesitation of, are we going to make a bowl game? And mm-hmm. we're we're a few days away from going against Notre Dame and being a four and five football team all of a sudden, and have to find two way two two more wins to even make it to a bowl. That's that's a little bit too far of a drop. But but I think what's really irking everyone is is how you finished off that statement is because he's not adapting to times. It's everyone else has found a way to win in this new era. Nick Saban has brought in guys to the transfer portal. Hell, FSU went out there and, and rebuilt their roster through the transfer portal. Like everyone is doing it and having a lot of not everyone's as, as, as successful, but we are seeing good successful stories because of going out there and, and, and bandaging certain aspects of a football team by bringing guys in. You're refusing to do it. You have refu- refused to embrace the NIL world. That's college football today. It is. So if you're winning without doing that, great. But if you're losing and you're not doing that, that's the first thing people are going to point to. Dabo, you didn't have great receivers last year. You didn't go out there and bring in receivers this offseason. You you yeah. you you don't have a great offensive line. You didn't go out there and bring in offensive linemen. I think one of the craziest stats of that I heard today was you know they've had 50 guys drafted over the numerous years. Only three of them have been from the offensive line position. They have not built this team in a way that's sustainable when it comes to winning in the trenches. And you've seen that downfall now over the past couple of years. They do it on defense. They don't do it at the offensive line. Why didn't you go out there and bring in talented offensive linemen? So you've somewhat brought this on them yourself, Dabo. But I do think it's taken a little bit too far from fans because I do respect him as a coach. He has won two national championships. He deserves a little bit more leeway. But um, it's kind of a give and take a little bit right now. Well, but that's a problem. It's not like he's not getting the leeway. He's not going to be fired. No, he's not going to get fired. Right, like Michael DiVincenzi says, I'm not a big Dabo fan, but in his defense, it's the first mediocre year in a while. Even Bobby Bowden had mediocre seasons. It just can't be sustained mediocrity. <clears throat> well, and let's be clear, though. Like, and, and Aaron's right in that what is making it worse for Clemson fans is that they believe that Dabo's kind of obstinately refusing to evolve, refusing to adapt, and that's going to be the death sentence here. But again, Dabo's getting leeway. He's not yeah. – the, the board of trustees, like you said, nobody's mm-hmm. threatening to fire Dabo. His job's not It's in one peril. bad year. It's the first it's one. one bad year. It's one but bad my year. My question is but, – but, but that's kind of where I have a little bit of problem with Dabo. Again, I kind of appreciate him, you know, kind of defending himself, saying, okay, it is what it is. But I just hate this idea of – Clemson should be appreciative of this four and four season. Like it just, again, it just ignores reality. It's not how reality works. When you win 10 games, 11 years in a row, mm-hmm. and you win 11 games, eight of those years. And we we've always talked about from 15 to 21. I believe you won six ACC championships in a row. You won two national championships. You played for a third. I want to say you made the playoffs, maybe every single one of those years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Like, that is going to warp people's perspective. You lose perspective. It's just real. Like, like to me, telling people that it's the fans that are the problem, that, that's where it just gets crazy to me, and that's where Dabba loses me. And again, and, and also, I, it, like, here's the thing. It just doesn't – No, okay, nobody, whenever you are the person in the job making the money, you're always going to have a different perspective mm-hmm. than those on the outside. But the bottom line is – 
nobody feels bad for you when you make eleven and a half million dollars. Full stop. It Mm-mm. is what it is, because everybody's out here trying to make it. Yep. I'm just like a fucking wizard sitting in a random office in a building. Uh, surrounded by no one that I just spend all day in this office alone, talking to a microphone to get money, to pay for school, provide for my family. Like nobody gives a, nobody feels bad for you. when you make 11 and a half million dollars. The job mm-hmm. is the job. And right now, are you trying to say we should feel bad, bad for you, T-Bob? Are, we, are you trying no, to get No, no, no. Okay. What I'm saying or do you, is, are you trying to say that you make 11 and a half million dollars too? I'm saying everybody's got their own fucking weird grind that they're on yeah. trying to make it mm-hmm. in this world. And it all comes with different levels of expectation and everything else. And the bottom line is if you make 11 and a half million, I'm not going to feel bad that Tyler from fucking Spartanburg hurt your feelings. No. And, and, no. and so that's a little bit of the issue here with me. No, I, I'm not, I don't feel bad for Dabo. I'm just more from a, from a, a, a fan's perspective of like, y'all need to just chill out just a little bit because it's, it is just one season no, for all we yeah, know. It's is- unrealistic. It is what it is, dude. If you're, you're going to get pit, the people that call into coaches shows are the most passionate fans and the most passionate fans are going to be pissed when you're fucking up. They're four and four, four and four. That got Coach O fired is- immediately at LSU. Going yeah, 500 Coach o, two years yeah, but in a Coach row. O did not have the sustainability of, of what Dabo was built. There's a difference. I didn't you say just that laid Dabo out should be fired. No. I didn't say Dabo should be fired. I'm just saying I have no act. problem with what he said. That's all I gotta say. Like I have no issue with 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 his tone or him, you know, getting to the breaking point of like I'm gonna release some anger here and I'm gonna finally speak my mind instead of being Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Perfect. I'm gonna let you know how I truly feel. And I think that there is a level of ungratefulness and it, it is, it is understandable. I get well, all why that. Why should fans be grateful? It is what it is. Dude. I'm not saying that to be grateful. Dollars. What do I have to thank you for, for refusing to use the transfer portal and going four and four and blaming DJU only for Kate Klubnik to be even worse. Like what? I just I have think, to give everything you did because what you've done in the past, that's why you're paid 11 million dollars. That's I'm not great, saying that should be, I'm not saying that any Clemson fans should be happy and just say, Oh, home. We'll just move on and forget about the season. All I'm saying is it's it's a one-time thing that's happened one time in the past 12 years, 13 yeah. years. Yeah. Like, like, so the more the rational, the more the rational fans will be like, they'll say that. And they'll be like, you yes. know, I'm a little frustrated with Dabo, but it's cool. But what I'm saying is I'm here to defend the psychos because you the are. psychos are the ones that care the most. And I think that's fine, though. Like, I'm not saying it's rational, and I'm not saying it's how I would be. But but I do understand it. And for Dabo to act like it's out of pocket, that's what I disagree with. Because nothing is out of pocket when you set the expectation that high and you're paid $11 million. Harrison Darby, the $2 Super Chat, how are you wearing that Gandalf fit with shingles? Um, it's awful. I, I still don't feel great. In fact, just like a minute or two ago, I was wondering if I was about to pass out while trying to sit here upright Feels mm. like I got a brick lodged in my you lungs. Take it off. No it judging. I, no, no, I, it's I, not that. I just question. mean the shingles, not the costume. Yeah, I let love me it. ask you this question here: mm-hmm. If if he had embraced this offseason, the transfer portal and NIL, and and say he brought in certain position groups, and just say it just wasn't clicking, and we're in the same situation, but he did do all those other things, would he still be in this kind of a, a somewhat shitstorm right now for 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 in the eyes of certain Clemson fans? Um, no, I think, look, I think, I think Greg and Nick talent actually in the chat have very good comments on this. Greg yeah. says the point is people have seen this coming due to Dabo refusing to adapt to the new CFB meta. Yeah. And then Nick says 
This is new territory for Dabo. He hasn't been criticized very much. Absolutely right, Greg. He refused to change and adapt. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, if he had gone and he had been, you know, no, we we support NIL. We we want to pay our players. We want our players to be able to benefit off of their talents. And and he had gone in the transfer portal and gotten guys that it may be missed. No, absolutely, fans mm -hmm. would be more forgiving of it. The problem is that, as uh, Greg just pointed out, this feels like your worst fears being realized. Yep. Clemson, even the bullish, even the optimistic Clemson fans were probably like, you know, as some Tiger fans, I'm sure, were like, oh, my God, dude, Dabo's not adapting. We're going to fall behind. We're going to fall behind. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, no, no. Look at the blue chip ratio. We're still just as good as everyone else, even after transfer portal. You got a couple guys. It's still Dabo. What do we say all offseason, right? Not you, but a lot of people. We're like, I mean, they still won 11 games last year, whatever it was, 10 games. and They're one game no, no, away from being in the college football playoff. Exactly. So so it's a situation where what in the offseason could have been deemed maybe an irrational fear now feels all too real. Mm -hmm. As the thing that the the most negative of Clemson fans the, were saying was going to come to pass has now come to pass. And, and so that is ultimately – so. If it, but he can change that. If he, he can, goes out there – and is he this, starts to engage with it, maybe he starts to change that example. Is this is this a similar situation to what we had this offseason in at AM, where Jimbo was under such heat about his offense and giving up the reins? He finally got rid of, you know, get, got rid of those that, that power, brings in an OC, gives him the opportunity to run in, just said, Okay, I, I can't take it anymore. Like I will bring someone in, I will evolve offensively, I'll stop calling the plays, I will hand it over. Boom, he did. You know, hasn't really helped a ton, but at least huh. you know he has someone to at least blame. As, as do you think that that he's Dabo has gone to the point right now where he has said, "I feel the heat, I feel the pressure, I do like to be liked, and I feel like there's a growing population of people that don't like me now. I will give in and I'll I'll hit the portal. I'll go out there and get ten guys. I'll revamp our offensive line. I'll revamp our receivers." Hell, I'll go bring in a, another quarterback to 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 bring some competition into that room because I'll be honest, like I told everyone this this entire offseason, Cade is not the answer. And I've seen enough of Cade, and he's played enough football to know that he is not the quarterback that's going to get you back to winning championships in the next two years. He's not that guy. And I think that – go ahead. So do you think he's going to – I think it, I think there is a tipping point. I think he's getting to that tipping point. I think he's going to have to engage – with the new age of college football this offseason. I or think because he, I because he won't improve like that much next year. I think he needs to, obviously. I would think though that if he still is an elite college football coach, and if I was a Clips fan, the, the part of that clip I'd be most worried about we didn't hear. But at the end, he talks about look, after he gives all his bona fides of this is what I've done. I'm the man. He says, I'm going to run this program how I see fit. Like, I'm going to do what I, and that's where it becomes Yikes. a bit like, bit spooky for mm -hmm. Clemson fans. I would think, though, Aaron, if he still is an elite college football coach, if he still has that in him, which again, I think Clemson, I, I've said it, I don't think they're ever going to reattain the 15 to 20 heights mm -hmm. because, I mean, they hit on Deshaun Jackson, or excuse me, uh, Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence back to back. Um, but I think they'll still be ACC championship and 12-team playoff relevant year in and year out. Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to be correct, though, that requires Dabo wanting to engage with the portal NIL, not because of public pressure, 
but because as a very good football coach, he realizes he has to. Mm -hmm. So you could say, oh, may maybe, like, I don't think he's going to do anything because of public pressure. And I would hope, though, as an elite football coach, he would realize, what am I doing? Everybody else is plugging their roster, making it better. And sometimes it goes horribly awry. I don't know, but Look he has a big ego. I don't know. I'll keep, I'll keep bringing up the Jimbo thing. Like, Jimbo, for years... Had yeah, to but, have known but that Jimbo's his offense a way was worse agents. coach. But Jimbo is just objectively and resume wise a significantly worse coach than Dabo Sweeney. But still, just so, as so big of an Dabo ego. Just as big of an being, ego. Just a, I would say Dabo has a bigger ego and believes in his way or the highway more. Okay, so then he's going to go the road of Jimbo and Les Miles. Like, like it, exactly. it, for Dabo Sweeney, it's adapt or die. Yes, I think he'll adapt. I agree with mm -hmm. CJ. He says Dabo's too competitive to not make changes, but it's not a quick fix. There's a lot of dysfunction there. You can see it in the quitting and the play and the highest leverage moments in Dabo. I agree. It's gotten to a pretty bad spot. I don't think it's irreconcilable, but CJ's right. I do think he's too competitive not to make changes. I would be shocked so. if, if his ego controlled him to the point where he just kept going. And, and I'll bring up the quarterback. He just, he, he finally missed on two quarterbacks. He yeah. finally ran out of, of of juice of that position. And it had been a run since Taj Boyd when I was in college mm -hmm. at Clemson of of great quarterback play for for seven years from you know 2012, I mean eight years to, to what 2020. Um, and then all of a sudden, like you bring in a five-star in DJ, wasn't successful. Now you yeah. have Klubnik, same thing. You, you you brought in guys who were ranked high, but they didn't translate it. It happened sometimes. And in and, 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 and today's game, as we know, if you don't have elite quarterback play, you're going to be in trouble. And then they don't have elite receiving play on top of that. But all those guys were four- and five-star guys. They just somehow, for some reason, you got into an unlucky patch where they did not translate to being successful college football players. And and you probably said they will yeah. Look at LSU secondary. Um, I mean, they're, they're you know, they, they got nobody left. They missed on all yeah. their transfers. Deuce Chestnut Denver Harris mm -hmm. suspended. Imagine that with Denver Harris, right? Uh, they're down to, after the Zion Alexander injury, they're down to three freshman corners and Sage Ryan. So mm -hmm. it happens. But again, I, I think that will change. We, we probably spent too long in this. Final thoughts. Final thoughts, adapt or die, damn it. They just, just, yeah. just do it. Just do it. Especially when, when you, when, when, you know, your, your losses this year have been the teams that have done it. And that is the, the biggest reason why you lost the game is because their transfer players made plays in those games and you didn't have guys at positions where you could have improved. Um, you got to adapt. You got to adapt. And and I, I, I'm with you. I think he will. And just will he will he dabble on it or will he fully commit to, I need to revamp certain positions in a big way? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's talk a little Clemson Notre Dame here real quick, though, and then we'll move on. Um, I mean, this feels like another loss for Clemson. It's a close spread. Yep. Given that it's in Death Valley, I, I do understand that. I got a kind of an interesting question. Um, who does this game actually mean more for? Because Clemson feels like it's almost so bad that what's another loss? Whereas Marcus Freeman has this odd mixture of he's got a lot of good juice to him right now. But if they catch a third loss, especially mm -hmm. to a struggling Clemson team, the Notre Dame fans are going to be kind of be like, well, what the fuck, man? Like, What's going on? Like, I like a lot of what's going on, but like, what, what, like, what's happening in these biggest games? I would say if, if this incident didn't happen, I would say probably Notre Dame. But the fact that that this is happening this week with Dabo and Clemson, it 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 to me feels even possibly a little bit more important. And plus, you could be four and five. 
Like Clemson's getting yeah. to the stage right now where they're going to be fighting for a bowl game. And things may be bad if you're having a bad season. Things get significantly worse if you can't even make a bowl game when you do have all those four and five star guys and when you're getting paid $11.5 million. Like six and six and seven and six, like that sucks. But going five and seven and, and being home for the first time for the holidays in, 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 I don't know the last time Clemson honestly didn't make a bowl game, that's embarrassing. So I think Clemson's getting to the point right now where they got to start finding ways to win games just to make it to the postseason. So I would lean more on Clemson. It's a, it's going to be an ugly it's an ugly game though. This this is not this is two offenses that are don't have playmakers on the outside. Uh, Sam Hartman last week was just in in complete effort mode, throwing balls up and down the field, especially in the first half. You know, interceptions, just bad interceptions. Um, Klubnik threw a pick six. It's just. Two offenses that are struggling. It's it's which quarterback do you believe in more? Which is Hartman. Which game? Which team can get the run game going more? Which is I would say Notre, Notre Dame, Dame still. And, and which I like Notre Dame like better. better. And I, I like, like Notre, Notre Dame defense better. Yeah. yeah. So I would I would lean Notre Dame, but is this a rallying cry for Clemson where they just kind of figure out a way to pull it together? At this point in the season, you are who you are. Like no no set of motivation is going to make you play that much better. In week ten of the football season, week what if nine, Clemson? What if Clemson goes on some epic run, and Tyler from Spartanburg truly is the Batman of this saga? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean he he sacrifices himself. He 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 gets Dabo to hate him, only to drive him to higher heights. Tyler if, from if, Spartanburg, if, the hero that Clemson fans need. If 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 you as a football team need Tyler from Spartanburg. To motivate you to win football games, you're not a good football team. That's I'll leave it at that. That's that's that's, that's, that's an issue. You're right. You are. Who uh, you are. Noah Lejeune says T. Bob's Bo Nix costume is spot on. Well done. Well done. <laughs> okay, right now, uh, what the hell is going on in the Big Twelve? But first, a message from DraftKings. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports duty partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. Right now, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, like it doesn't matter. You start the season with an instant dub. And always remember the DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins so string together multiple bets from the same game or build a parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter bottom line is basketball is more fun when you're in on the action so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code tbob t-b-o-b new customers get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly for betting just five dollars only on DraftKings sportsbook with code t-bob t-b-o-b the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467 369 in connecticut help is available for a problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Gold Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. 
They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans black on black on black you know we just had the second kid so we need a little bit something bigger to yeah. get the kids and the dogs around t-bop so you gotta sell me a little bit more bro i'm telling you dude they're incredible i mean the, the the amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind you've never experienced anything like it plus you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot okay like you never bump any other cars they're amazing there's like ways to open the door and the keys it's like i can open my doors in 18 different ways and they slide the only thing that feels better is not paying a car note how do you not pay a car note you extend the life of your vehicle and that's where ebay motors comes into play yeah with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly brake kits led lights roof racks bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. <laughs> how did t-bob change so fast you ever seen the halftime show quick change aaron like at an mm -hmm. nba game it's all-time good and probably one of my favorite ever all right uh what the hell is going on 
in the Big 12. It is, for the second year in a row now, all of a sudden, insane. Uh, in mm. classic hubristic fashion, a couple of weeks ago, we're like, oh, well, it's very clear, right? It's going to be Texas and Oklahoma, and everyone else is just kind of window dressing. Well, all of a sudden, you look up, and right now, tied at 4-1 and one in conference, you have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, yeah. Texas, and now a suddenly red hot Kansas State. Mm. All time. And, and guess what? West Virginia is a Hail Mary against Houston away from also being four and one. And you got Kansas lurking at three and two after the big Oklahoma win. And now again, somehow the Cowboys are rolling in Stillwater. It's it is wild what is going on in uh in, in the Big 12 right now, Aaron. It's a question of is it just a bunch of bad football teams beating each other up and being competitive, or is it actually good football going on in the Big 12? I would I would lean towards more improved football in that conference. And it's funny because we were the debate was which what, what's the worst conference in college football this year? Is it the ACC or is it the Big 12? Well, ACC came out swinging and they had a bunch of non-conference wins to start the season off. We were kind of mm -hmm. praising them. All of a sudden, that conference is starting to fall off a little bit, and now the Big 12 seems to be adding some juice to, to the equation with some better teams winning uh, some big games and, and, and have some more you know, big-time football this weekend. So uh, Oklahoma State, to me, is the biggest surprise, all of them. You know, a team that lost 33-7 to to South Alabama, 33-7 to to South Alabama, uh, and it's found a way over the past four weeks to pull together and have wins versus Kansas State, versus Kansas, versus West Virginia, and then just absolutely blew out Cincinnati 45-13 to last weekend. So all of a sudden, like this game we're going to break down this weekend looks extremely sexy. Kansas State, you know, they've gone to like a two-quarterback situation. We'll break that game down tomorrow. And and now they've found success at 6-2 and two and 4-1 and one in conference play. So who knows? Uh, we, we, we thought it was Texas and Oklahoma. Now all of a sudden, Oklahoma is having issues on defense. They got to play Oklahoma State. Does Oklahoma State take the lead in the conference? Texas doesn't have their quarterback one. Do they drop to Kansas State this weekend? All of a sudden, we could be talking about it. We thought it was for sure Oklahoma, Texas. We could be saying it's going to be Oklahoma State, Kansas State this weekend. <laughs> oh, my Which God, is man. wild. Wild. Oh, but I, I think both look, are, I'll say this. Both are more than capable of happening. 100%. Don't let, happening. don't let that happen. Because if you thought I was an asshole to Oklahoma mm. and Texas before the season, mm. don't let Oklahoma State and Kansas State suddenly become the favorites in the Big 12. Mm. Otherwise, I'll be regurgitating all that crow that you bastards made me eat after a couple of early season wins, and it'll be on once again. Mm. Um, I Look, I, I, think, I think a couple of things are very clear here. First off, Chris Kleeman, Kansas State, very good coach. Yep. Second off, as much as I always like, I thought Mike Gundy was going the way of Dabo Swinney, mm -hmm. right? Like Mike Gundy's got everybody transferring out, Spencer Sanders leaving. Like once again, though, Mike Gundy just somehow finding a way to win, whether you like him or hate him, Mike Gundy, a very good yep. college football coach. And all of a sudden this Bedlam matchup, possibly the last Bedlam matchup that we're ever going to get, or at least for a while now is as exciting as anyone and has more riding on it as anyone has in recent memory. Um, here's the thing about this. Okay, well, actually, I do want to talk about Bedlam for a bit, but let's talk about the game itself, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. If you are an OU fan, you got to be a bit nervous. This is a massive, mm. massive, massive, massive spot 
for Brent Venables. I already talked about it on our recap show this last week, but it's really, really um, just fascinating how quickly opinions change in this business. Yep. A month ago, Brent Venables was a made man. He was the right man for the job. Oklahoma had a top defense. They beat Texas. Everything was right in the world. Now, the defense looks awful in the biggest moments, especially a couple weeks in a row. You mm -hmm. lose to Kansas the first time since 1997. And you got to go into Stillwater with the conference lead on yep. the line. If you lose this game, you have officially completed the trip from penthouse to outhouse in mm -hmm. record time. Well, and, and, and you're going against right now the leading running back in college football and Ollie Gordon, who has just been on an absolute tear the past two weeks over 200 yards uh, per game. And he's just a physical downhill running. And then the offensive line for Oklahoma State is just kicking butt. And I went back and watched Oklahoma versus Kansas this, this past weekend again, and their D-line for Oklahoma just got manhandled. Yeah, Mandel. and it's it's a little bit different of a running scheme. Like Kansas was doing a lot, obviously, with their quarterback being able to run, uh, jet sweeps, reverses, a lot of misdirection. You know, forcing the D line to maybe be a little bit more hesitant. Oklahoma State's not that. They want to get downhill with Ollie. They want to run right at you, and and they just want to beat you up over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and then Alan ba uh, Bowman's playing you know decently well at the quarterback spot. So. You kind of know what you're going to get from Oklahoma State, which should be a little bit easier to defend compared to Kansas. Plus, you don't have to worry about you know running quarterback going up and down. So I, I do like the matchup more for Oklahoma on that side of the football. I think they bounce back a little bit, but I'm still it's still worrisome that that the personnel was that bad versus Kansas in the trenches last week. Well, if you just look at form, right? That's something that people talk about a lot in football and soccer is okay, mm. what are the form of the two teams? Entering the match. I mean, on one hand, like you said, you got Ollie Gordon, Oklahoma State winners of four in a row playing the best football they played all year long. They're going to be at home. And on the other hand, you have Oklahoma putting together the worst two weeks of football mm -hmm. that they've had all year long and a second tough road game in a row. So from a form standpoint, again, got to be a bit worried if you're a yep. Sooner fan. I still think I have to believe that Oklahoma is going to win this game. They have so much talent. Dylan Gabriel's still a very good quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I well, think they'll Oklahoma State's disaster. defense is bad. Oklahoma State, like that's that's the one thing to me is 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 which defense can actually perform well. Oklahoma's struggling the past couple weeks against the run. Oklahoma State is is horrendous first to pass. Uh, one of the worst defenses in that conference, and and I, I believe the worst in total yards given up per game in that and that, that 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 the Big Twelve. The secondary is just not very good. So this is an opportunity for Dylan to assert himself. And I know a lot of people like, oh, look yeah. at the stats last week. But for those who didn't watch the game and just look purely at the stats or watch the highlights, it was awful weather, horrendous weather. I don't know what the weather is going to be like this yeah. weekend for this game, but they had a, a, essentially a rain delay for about an hour there. So I thought he was efficient. Uh, and something else that's that's hurt this Oklahoma State defense is, is a rushing quarterback. Dylan has been able to beat you with his legs. So I, I'll, I'll – I, I'll lean Oklahoma in this game. I think the defense can can find a way to step up a little bit against an offense that is a, you know less confusing, a less you know making linebackers look and and, and you know stutter their footwork. Uh, and I think Dylan's going to have a good enough game against that secondary where it's going to be competitive. It's going to be close, but Oklahoma squeaks it out. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think Oklahoma wins. Um, Nick with the two dollars super chat feelings about spanking in the bedroom. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very into it. I love it. Uh, I think Aaron does as well. I think though, that is a conversation for you and your partner, obviously. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if you're just going to aggressively spank out of nowhere, that's going to feel very weird. Like, like you should have the conversation beforehand and not that I'm going to do this tonight, but just like, you know, if this comes up, like, are you cool with this? Like, are you, you into mm-hmm. that? Or you, you just say, go for it, Aaron. Well, I would say you start off gently and see if there's an, an enjoyment to it. And then you kind of ramp it up and kind of feel out the levels. See, that's a, that's a man who knows more than I do right there. That, uh, that, that checks out. God, I still can't get over how smooth your skin looks today, though. It's Thank freaking you, me out. I kind of want to spank your cheeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your your cheeks kind of look like little fresh baby ass cheeks. Just give it all right down there. Um, I guess they are. You burned your other skin off. Uh, Greg says establish a, a safe word. Well, snaps. that's, yeah. Okay, yes. Make snaps your safe word. That's a good call. Um, also, that's generally reserved for, I feel like, a deeper level of intensity than maybe spanky but but a safe word never hurts no matter what sure mm. I, I i agree i love nolan's comment in the chat if we can pull that up i joined late is t-bob supposed to be the pigeon lady from home alone 2 does that make aaron <laughs> kevin McAllister? it's <laughs> a good question he got it aaron uh, my favorite was somebody said i love aaron's costume great value mark sanchez mm. <laughs> um all right last thing i want to say on this game Everybody, Aaron, have you noticed this? Like all the, all of our fellow college football prognosticators are all like, man, I'm so sad to see Bedlam go away. I'm kind of calling bullshit. Does anybody care about Bedlam? Yes. Name me I one just love the name. Name me one Bedlam memory. Uh, mm, nope. Mm. Have you ever looked I just up love this- the name. There's always have an excitement ever- where like no. it's Bedlam week. I'm like, oh, so I know, cool. but have you ever looked up the actual series? Oh, it's horrendous. With loss. Yeah. Oklahoma it's 91 to 19. Yeah. Nine- Oklahoma is 91, 19 and seven in these games. Mm. So Oklahoma State won the last time they played in Stillwater. I think it was like 37, 33. The last time, if they win this year, that'll be back to back in Stillwater. The last time Oklahoma State won back to back in Stillwater was 1930 and 1932. Okay. So this is not exactly what I would call a competitive beloved rivalry. Maybe it is for those involved. I just keep feeling, I I keep feeling like I see all the national Give me me, me a Georgia, Georgia tech memory. I mean, I consider that a rivalry. You're asking the wrong person about that. Cause you know, I think that is a garbage ass rivalry that had, that's like, that's like me trying to champion Tulane LSU because my grandpa in the fifties hated the green wave, like get the hell out of here. I'm with you. I'm with it you. just it's, at some point it became not the game. I, I do think people in the state will miss it though, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. No, but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the national, national. riders I know. and the other national prognosticators. I just love the name. I just love the name, but yeah, I could care less. But see, you did the exact that's what I'm saying. You did the thing that we all do. We're like, oh, I love Bedlam. Let me think about one thing that I remember of Bedlam. And then you don't remember mm-hmm. anything. No. Uh, I was I was I was about to you know what what memory came to my mind for some reason and I have no idea why this came to my mind. When was the the Crabtree c- catch? I know he went to Texas Tech, but for some reason I thought that oh, was that was such a tight game. The Texas well, Tech, Tech I'll never get that one. That was Texas Tech Texas. Uh, I don't remember what year, but it was yeah. sick. It was it was. I I remember exactly where I was watching that play. I was in Toledo, Bend, mm-hmm. Louisiana, sitting on the couch with my dad watching that game, and we just started to freak out. It was so it was so electric. Uh, Greg again, Lehman in the chat. Not Aaron a loves, memory at all. No, Aaron uh, loves one-sided got, rivalries. Shocking. Yeah, I love to win. 
Why not? Uh, yeah, nice exactly. Dub. exactly. Uh, it was 2008 on the Crabtree Crutch. Thank you, Justin. All right. Uh, we got one more game to talk about. It's out west. But first, a message from our homies over there at Vaulted. Everybody loves making sports predictions, but there's a new app putting a whole new spin on the game. Check out Vaulted. That's spelled V-L-T-E-D. Vaulted. It's an app where you can track sports predictions and participate in daily cash prize pools. You can also show off your sports knowledge against your friends, your buddies, by your boldest takes challenging your friends to see who makes the best picks. You can challenge every week in my weekly Colin Cowherd NFL pool. Do that, win money, real money. All you have to do is answer questions and risk confidence points. V-L-T-E-D, Vaulted app, Vaulted Challenge. So download the Vaulted app right now, V-L-T-E-D. The QR code is right there on the screen. Prove you're smarter than your friends and get the Vaulted app today. Really easy and fun to play. Yeah, so go check out Vaulted. It's awesome. Very fun. Um, all right. Last game on the list today. We'll do some more breakdowns tomorrow as well. Uh, Washington at USC. Mm. Ooh, ooh, What's ooh, the over-under on this game? Uh, I'll look it up right now. A I mean, fascinating game, though. I think from a narrative standpoint, Washington seems to be trending downward. USC is in complete also free fall. trending downward. <laughs> well, I would say they're worse than trending downward. USC is in a bit of free fall. Like they should be very happy they escaped that Cal game with a win. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so it's interesting because both teams represent a get out of jail free card for the other. Like whoever wins will be able to go back to their fan base and say, now calm down, calm down. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not as bad as you currently think it is. And obviously Washington has a lot more to, they're not near in the trouble that Lincoln Riley seems to be in. Uh, what do you think, Aaron? Do the Huskies go and just really tighten the screws on what has been a shockingly poor year two out of USC? Washington's the better football team. They're the better offense. Yes. They are. They're the better offense. I mean, if we want, let's just break it down by by position groups. Who is the better offense? It's 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 Washington, and Penix is playing as as well as anyone in the country right now. So it, you give them the advantage. And who's the better defense? Washington's the better defense. That, 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 that's not outthink it here. Like I love Caleb, but yeah. Caleb can't do it on his own. Caleb can't play defense. He can't he can't be Superman like that. So Washington's going to score as many points as they can't. Like th 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 this is going to be a game where Washington's going to score in the fifties maybe low 60s, and they'll get just enough defensively to slow them down. I, I, did you find out what the over-under is on this thing? I am uh, trying to look it up over. right now. I'm 100%. having trouble I don't care with what it. Is. Uh, this is you're a just a blind bet over, like the Iowa blind I, bet under. I Yes, I may just – it is 76 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think that'll hit. I think, I think that'll, that'll definitely hit. hit. It's crazy. I mean, this is a game that's going to be 55-40. I, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's like it's at USC. The atmosphere is not going to be great. I don't care that it's Washington in town who could be a top three or four team based on the polls tonight. Uh, I think the USC faithful after what's happened the past three weeks are kind of like, all right, well, we gave it a shot and now we really don't care about football as much. Yeah. Anymore. Let's yeah. Move on. <laughs> I definitely, so, like, I definitely they're, agree they're, that. They're, I mean, if it was in Washington, maybe you, you may see some more stops offensively, but it's just going to be, it, it's going to be seven on seven. This will be a seven on seven game. It's going to look a lot like the, uh, for those SEC fans, the LSU Ole Miss game. His poor tackling, two quarterbacks just doing it out, great receivers, and you know who doesn't make one silly mistake? Again, it's just that 
even even if like even though the Washington defense kind of disappointed me against Stanford, the Washington defense is multiple orders of magnitude better yep. than SC. I actually think this might sound crazy, and if you want to disagree, I won't. I won't. You know, I won't argue this to the mat. But I kind of think Kalen DeBoer is a better head coach than mm. Lincoln Riley in some ways. I know that Lincoln's got an incredible resume, and I would never argue against Lincoln's ability to train up multiple Heisman guys and get unreal offensive success, but he doesn't have the championships on the levels that mm-hmm. DeBoer has, even if it's on lower levels. And I don't know that he has the big, well, actually probably in his Oklahoma days he does. But like I saw Kalen DeBoer go into Eugene last year mm-hmm. and come out with a win against a very good Oregon team. Uh, like I, I think he's going to go into LA this year and come out with a win. And I don't think Michael Penix Jr. is going to be denied. No. I think Penix is hearing that noise more than anyone else. I think he's angry. And I think uh, I think they're receiving court. So yeah, look, Penix and those receivers, their eyes got to be massive because this is a pad your stats game, put up numbers, and for a for a well, um, and I would say too for for, for Washington, like run the football some. Like, a, you go, just you, you go back to the Oregon game. Like what yeah. did they do that was surprising to me? Is yeah. they committed to the run, and yeah. and. And, and and Oregon was kind of taken off off guard by that. I think they were expecting like I just hey they're going to throw the ball the entire game air, air raid style, and they they had a lot of success throughout that game. And we will continue to bring this up. Like the fact that Colorado ran for what over two hundred yards versus USC tells you all you need to know about that defense. Like for Washington, this isn't just a I don't want it. I don't want the Huskies to think this is a Penix versus Caleb moment, and we're going to go out there and pad pad Penix's stats to to continue his, his his Heisman campaign, which he still can. Don't get me wrong, he's going to get his numbers. But this is a game, if I'm Washington, where I'd kind of say, like, let's just run the football. Yeah, no, get just, Dylan. Let's just, 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 yeah, you're exactly just right. whoop USC's ass up front, keep USC's offense off the field. Penix is going to get his one-on-one, so he'll take advantage of that. We know he's good enough and accurate enough with that. But they'll be able to run the football for 150-plus yards. Them running Dylan Johnson the same way it held it did against Oregon just helps everything else work. Yep. It it sucks up the defense. It creates some of the big play opportunities, takes pressure off of Michael Penix to have to do everything. Um, and again, it's weird that they ran it so well against Oregon, but it kind of struggled here recently. But if you ever need a get right game, this the is the USC game defense is mm-hmm. the panacea to your problem. So there it is. A little early weekend preview on some of the big games coming up this weekend. Ooh, boy, I cannot wait to see the coaches show with Dabo next week if they go and lose to Notre Dame. Um, remember to please, guys, like, subscribe, all that good stuff that people are always bugging about you. Happy Halloween. Aaron, what you got going on with the kids tonight? I'm calling a damn football game. Jeez. Oh, yeah, shit. Are you going to dress up in the uh, in the booth? No, no. Mm-mm. Why not? RG3 did it, dude. I know. I'm sorry. God, maybe we could get you want, you want me to reach out to RG3, guess for next Monday? Wow. <laughs> Actually, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'd be down for sure. Um, uh, well, last thing, last thing. Golly, there's some damn construction going on outside the hotel. What's the four for tonight? I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday. We we, we kind of broke down, but just real quick, any last oh, thoughts okay. of what the, yeah, the, I've, the I've four are going to be? More. I have two. In, in, in T Bob's play, are, you want me to predict who I gonna who they're gonna be or who I would do? Uh let's predict who they're gonna do. If it's gonna be who they're gonna do, uh no particular order here. It's no, 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 no. You have to give an order. Okay, it'll be 
Georgia, Ohio State. No, no, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Washington. Georgia, Ohio State, one, two. Mm -hmm. Florida State, Washington. I would go, for me personally, I would just, I, I agree with what Jordan Rogers said yesterday. I would honor resume. Yeah, that's and what I would I go. Kind of I would go with. Ohio State one. I would go either Washington or Florida State two, three. I could give or take either one in those spots. And then I'd probably go Georgia five, or excuse me, Georgia four, Michigan five, Oregon six. Yeah. That would be my personal one. Mm-hmm. And Michigan mm-hmm. fans, who cares? Like you'll have your, you beat Penn State, you're, you're, Right there in the top two. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Um, all right. So college football playoff tonight. Uh, thank you, Goat Dog, very much. His greatest college. Watch your boy, ESPN two tonight. ESPN two. Yep, ESPN two, Maction, Port Aaron Murray. See a cherubic little face calling football. See it. I'm gonna do some more skin routine so you can see it even even more beautiful here in a couple hours. And uh a huge thank you to Pat Gunther. Uh, we just met Ryan Brumley's new son, Jack Jack. That was great. Thank you to Chris Tran, Adam Gracia, Christian Hunter, Danny Cardenas. The biggest of all thank yous, though, to everybody who listens and hangs out with us every single day. I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween. Aaron, last one. Favorite candy? Uh, favorite candy is the Reese's Take Five. Have you had those? Oh, random, but yeah, delicious. I know you're yeah, talking like absolutely. The peanut, butter, the peanut mm-hmm. butter and cheese. Chocolate with the pretzel. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Candy corn or no candy corn. I'm not just trying to be against the grain guy. Do I love coconut. Almond Joy is legitimately my favorite candy. Mm. And so this is always a great night for me because no not that many people it. like Almond Joys and my mm. fucking fridge just fills up. Mm. It's over the next like three weeks. I'll be grabbing little like, you know, every now and then I just grab out the yeah. fridge. Just, I just mm. pop one in there. So tasty. Candy corn or no candy corn. Yeah, hell yeah. I love the waxy texture. I'm just crazy about it. Give me the pumpkins. Give me the big ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big, thick, because you like the Mm -hmm. wax, right? Mm -hmm. So the more wax, the better it gets. I agree, Mm -hmm. dude. I agree, dude. Um, All right, y'all. Love you so much. I hope everybody has a great Halloween, and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 
or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 